Congratulations, Pidgey. You played yourself. You played yourself, Pidgey. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, The Suicide Squad is now in theaters. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gained some public knowledge. Oh, okay. Oh, uh-huh. The Hulk crashes the Thor movie set. Okay. And more. Ooh, and more. So, it's another week, another episode of the Superhero Slate. We saw a uh, we saw a movie this weekend, but before we get into that, uh, I watched something amazing on Netflix this weekend. Can you guess what I watched? Um, something not normal. Uh, probably something <laughs> strange. If if I was if I was it's I what, not what is not it? not normal stuff. Uh, also known as Stranger Things. Have you watched okay. it yet? I have not. It's, there's a that's a that's a big time commitment. I'm not ready to make it. Actually, it's not as big as you as it some of the other series on Netflix is because it's only eight episodes. So uh, you're looking like if you if you wanted to watch it, like we almost watched it on Friday night. So to kind of preface this, uh, I didn't really know anything about Stranger Things on Netflix. We uh, I saw like a like a trailer for it like inside Netflix like months back. And it's, it's very vague. It doesn't really let you know what's going on. So I was just like, okay, there's a show coming up, Stranger Things. But then by the time it actually came out, like a week ago, all I remembered was the title. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I have no idea what this is, but everybody's talking about it. Everyone says this show's awesome. So I did my best throughout this week trying to avoid people talking about it. Apparently, like, all the artists that I follow online are doing fan art of it. So I had to just, like, scroll really fast past the fan art so I didn't want to see any spoilers. Um, so, uh, me and the wife go into the show, just really not knowing anything. And it was really great. And it, the show just like sucks you in. If we started it a little bit earlier on Friday evening, uh, we would have watched all eight episodes in a row. It's that addicting, but we would have been up until like, we would have been up until like four in the morning. And the following morning at 10 AM is when we were going to go see suicide squad. So I was like, okay, I need, I need a little sleep before I go see suicide squad. So stranger things is really, really awesome. I don't want to give anything, away to anyone that hasn't seen it yet but the kind of the the best way to describe it is if you mix uh jj abrams super eight which is pretty much uh the dna of spielberg you know mix that with um the anime akira and meld those two things together and you get this just really wonderful like eight episodes of this really just awesome show like i I don't i just don't want to give any i don't want to give anything away i don't want to describe it too much it's fun going in not knowing much but that's kind of what i was told when i went into it so you got to watch stranger things because everyone's going to be talking about it you don't want to fall behind it's so so good so i'm going to recommend you watch it chris because it's so awesome well, I will definitely put it on our uh, the Netflix queue. Uh, right now, my TV is being um, consumed by the Olympics for the next week. <laughs> yeah, um, we were talking. We were talking earlier about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're not sports people. Um, no. <laughs> however, the Olympics are interesting because I guess it's the only time you know that we're, we're very, very strong patriots. Is yeah. what we're finding. <laughs> 
like uh like oh yeah america we're gonna win whatever you know this is like today's swimming and bicycling i think yeah um, there was some volleyball earlier this morning for me at least Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like it's one of those times. I feel like, you know, since America is such a, a big superpower, and even though we're the we're a, a united front, we're fractured into 50 different states that are the size of most countries out there. So I feel like this is like the one time where we kind of get to come together and just like feel okay about like, screw your country, we're going to demolish you in volleyball. Take that. Even though I think, yeah. Poland, I think Poland took the match this morning against the USA, but oh well. But I can I can get I can get behind sports when it's like surrounded by like an event, you know, like I, well, it's not like, just we're, just, we're not limiting ourselves to one sport this week. There's a plethora <laughs> of things we could definitely find interest in, even if you know we, we're not into you know maybe swimming per se, but we, we like bike racing, I guess. Yeah, like if if a sporting event is eventized, like the Olympics or the Super Bowl or some sort of like big thing, or like even like the World Cup. Like, that can be fun because I feel like uh, there's a lot of kind of new viewers in it, so you don't feel, like, so just out of bounds. Like, I, I would feel really weird going to, like, just, uh, like, a normal season game of a, of a sport that I don't really watch because I'd just be totally out of the loop. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the Olympics are fun. They just, they just kicked off. So uh, <laughs> this is also, like, one of the few times we ever turn on our television. Like, I mean, like, normal broadcast TV because we're just we're, – we're Netflix streaming people, hardcore. You know, we're what, what's called, like, a cord cutter family. So uh, we, I was just, like – I turned on the TV and I, you know, it's plugged into our digital antenna I got on Amazon. And I asked my wife, I was like, honey, what channel is NBC? I don't know what it is on this. So we just kind of scrolled through. I was like, I think it's a lower number out here. And then we found it. We're like, oh, cool. Then I'm always like shocked that it's like, oh, man, we're stre- I feel like I'm streaming HD right now. It's like, no, you idiot. This is broadcast television. You're not streaming really anything, even though you kind of are. So we get to kind of catch up on like commercials that I haven't seen in forever. Like I don't, I didn't know El Pollo Loco had a commercial with a talking flame of fire telling me about um, a loaded quesadilla. So now I know about loaded oh, quesadillas. Well, <laughs> that's new. We don't have those commercials here. They're all localized. Uh, but I mean, I think some news we found later in the day actually came from watching the Olympics. Yeah, uh, which, it was like which the, is kind of interesting. It was uh, some nerd cred. I was just like, I was working on the images for our podcast. I look over my shoulder. I was like. Huh, I wonder if Chris knows about that. We'll talk about that today. <laughs> I did not. So, uh, I mean, I get record cutters here. We don't subscribe to any cable or, or satellite provider, but uh, we are our live TV runs into the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, you that's, the the, antenna that's some like little, next. Little that's some next level technology there. Yeah, and it's really cool, and uh, it gives us our TV guide so we can see what's coming on. Like it downloads the guide for us in our local mm-hmm. like channels. Um, you can pause it and then like it stores up to four hours. So if you have to go somewhere or you need to so go I'm do guessing, something, you can so pause it. It'll DVR your broadcast television for you. Not not necessarily DVR, but it will pause whatever channel you're watching. Oh. For it that, doesn't. That ha- it doesn't have a DVR feature. And not yet. Uh, this is simply because Xboxes don't have the hard drive space to oh. record TV shows and stuff like that. So <sighs> they got all those teraflops and they can't even use them. Well, that's the next. The next one's the terraform. <laughs> like we'll be able to DV- pixels. We'll DVR the entire planet for you. Yeah, that's right. Um, but but yeah, there's that. And then I mean, also like it's cool because on the Xbox, if you have the Xbox app on your like tablet or phone, mm-hmm. uh, it will stream the live TV to your Xbox apps on your local network. Man, that's so uh, much. That's so, so much streaming. It so while I'm playing like you know Deadpool, which I, I recently purchased. Uh, 
at a discount at Best Buy, my wife can keep the Olympics on the iPad, uh, uh, you know, wherever she's working on stuff at. So um, it's definitely definitely interesting. Definitely, uh, they they make this home media box stuff really really easy and simple. Keeping keeping families from arguing. Mm-hmm. And and the last the thing I want to add before we we jump into the news here is uh, my aunt uh, got uh, I finally got our wedding present from her today mm-hmm. and. Um, she got me a Captain America waffle maker, <laughs> and it makes the the shield. Uh, oh, that's awesome! That's awesome! I love that in the waffle. And I'm like, everyone else. I I mean, nothing against anybody else, but that is the best wedding gift. Like, <laughs> this is gonna get used more than anything else. I made waffles for the first time this morning, Mike. Uh, first time ever? You've never made waffles before? I made I made waffles at like you know hotels and like the dorm uh, cafeterias, okay. but mm-hmm. like. Never in my own home have I made a waffle. Oh, really? So, wow. Um, is it yes. like a is it like a deep Belgian waffle, or is it just kind of more like um like an ego ego thickness waffle? It, it's a nice mix of the two, to be okay. honest. Gotcha. Um, I, I really like it. I mean, um, you can cook it, you know, and it cooks it just right. Like I cooked three, didn't burn any. Everything was great. Um, she even got us some like local like jams and jellies to put on it, so that was pretty exciting. <laughs> Man, we got to get a waffle sponsorship up in here. Plug that, plug, plug that waffle iron. Maybe we'll get yeah. some dollars. Well, well, in case anyone wants, maybe I'll, I'll put the link to purchase this in the show notes. <laughs> it's only like thirty dollars. It's do that, stupid do cheap. that it's Amazon awesome. affiliate link. <laughs> yeah, we Amazon. You know, you want us. You need us to do this. So, um, other than that, that's about that's about all I got. Anything? Else? Oh, and yeah, I'll talk about it. Later. I'll talk about it later when we get to all the right, all right, all right, I'll all right. All right. So we have not talked one bit about anything. Suicide Squad related up to this point. Yeah, we go, we, we go dark. As soon as we see a movie, we go dark until we get in front of a microphone. Pretty much. Uh, so I saw it Thursday night at 6 p.m. Uh, IMAX 3D, uh, which, you know, that's the earliest screening, so whatever, I'll buy it. Um, and you saw it yesterday morning mm-hmm. um, at your, your theater with the reclining seats. Yeah, that's the go-to. Gotcha, gotcha. Um... I've already been actually recorded one podcast this week uh, with uh, local people about what I thought of this movie, Mike. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, and since I talked about it yesterday, go ahead. What did you think, Mike? What do you? Oh. Where do you fit on the Suicide Squad? Uh, uh, I guess thoughts and yeah. So just to preface, this is this is going to be just a, a quick uh, spoiler-free uh, uh, heads up for me. We got a whole spoiler cast that if you subscribe to us, it'll pop up in your feed where you can get all the spoilers, so you don't have to worry about any of that here. But it's it's kind of it's a little difficult for me to review this movie because I feel like before you can even say anything, you gotta address all of the kind of controversy around it. Just because, like you know, people are getting pretty ridiculous between the the conflict between critics and moviegoers. But all I can say is it's it's not as bad as everybody is saying it is. But it that doesn't mean on the other hand it makes it good. Like I I was. I was enter- I was entertained, but there were still a lot of things that I just I just couldn't I couldn't just look past in this movie, um, which was hard because this this seemed like it was going to be something different and and unique. Um, it, it did just just didn't quite deliver. You kept you know you kept telling me for weeks and weeks that you were excited because you had no idea what this movie was going to be about, and you were really excited because even after like nine trailers, you still fi- felt like you were in the dark. And I felt like after we went and saw the movie, like we we really didn't get to anything you know really that special. Um, 
uh, another way I've been describing it to people is because obviously you kind of have to compare it to the last Warner Brothers movie that was released. And when I saw Batman vs Superman, that movie made me mad. Like when I watch the movie, I get angry. When I watch this movie, I didn't get angry, but it doesn't mean I liked the movie. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like, like without really getting into the, any spoilers, that's the best way I can describe this movie. Um, I, I I wouldn't go into I would never go into hyperbole about this movie. There's some people out there that are saying uh, dumpster fire or or worst movie ever made or just horrible atrocity like that's just that's just ridiculous like that's like way too far on one end and just as ridiculous as the other people that are saying like oh these critics you know they don't understand what movies are this is made for the movie goers oh everyone's a marvel fanboy so once you just kind of get all that you know out of the way we'll talk more about that in the spoiler cast but i think it's safe that I think it's safe to say that it's definitely not my my favorite superhero movie of the year by far. Okay, all right. Yeah. I um I'm gonna go <laughs> the same way. I I lean a little bit more towards the critic side of this, um, because I enjoy the first third of the movie, the first maybe half, and then it's like it hits a wall. Mm-hmm. Like this movie just hits a wall and cannot get over the middle and the and the second two thirds of this movie. Like it just it's like a whole different movie and and to me it's not as bad as batman v superman you're right mm-hmm. um i don't i wasn't mad i'm just i just don't care anymore about like, anything i'm not mad i'm just disappointed <laughs> I, i'm not mad at you i'm disappointed in you and and i i honestly can't in my if i was to review it i would give it four out of ten um out of, yeah someone asked me last night where would i put it i'm like well i gotta give it four out of ten because it's not really even just a movie. It's a little bit below an average movie. Yeah, and honestly, that's kind of where me and my wife landed when we came out of the theater. You know, when we when we leave a movie and we hop in the car, because we're respectable people, we save our opinions until we're behind uh, the doors in our car because we don't want anybody strolling into the theater hearing our opinions because we're, we're nice people. We don't want to spoil anything. But we kind of landed around, like, the same number, kind of like that 4 out of 10, you know, 40% kind of area. Uh, I, cause like what now it's like tracking around like 20, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, something it, like that. It's 26 right now. I actually just pulled it up while you were talking. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's that, that low, you know? Well, well, but, well okay. Well, that, again, Rotten Tomatoes is a, is a, and we'll talk about this in a minute, is a rating for enjoyability factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, 26% of this movie is enjoyable. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Um, but the rest of the other 74%, it's just like, I don't know. It's like two things about this movie are, annoy me, and, and I'm not going to spoil this. Is the music annoys me. Uh, it's I think it's the same sound editor who did Batman v Superman because they can't edit music and sound to, to save their lives in this universe. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget what the other one. It, it feels like there's a, another cut of this movie somewhere that does that we haven't seen that's probably better yet again. Yeah, I, I there, think it, I think it's safe to say that we have a lot to say about this movie, but yeah. that but it will spoil it. So exactly. Safe. So my my just before I before we we I'm not gonna say spoilers, but I say wait till this gets on home video. Don't go see it in theater. If that if I was to tell anyone that that would be my thing. Watch it, but don't watch it in the theater. All right, I think that I think that sums it up for Suicide Squad, the spoiler-free uh, uh, review or yes. overview, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Reactions. I think reactions is a good way to put it. You say review yeah. and reactions. Review and reactions. It's in the show notes. So that's what we're gonna go with. 
so in this whole debacle here of Suicide Squad, and, and we you know where we sit here, um, Rotten Tomatoes has really taken a the brunt of the <laughs> yeah the kind take, of the take reviews. a little bit of a, a beating <laughs> for but, a user it, submitted, <laughs> and this this is again the second time this has happened this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time being with Batman v Superman and now Suicide Squad, and you can kind of tell people yeah they go both ways on this. Um, so, but in the meantime, this week a someone this DC fans created a petition on Change.org to shut down Rotten Tomatoes because they didn't agree with the critic reviews of Suicide Squad. Oh my god! I mean, that's just like I was just surprised when I heard it because I was just like, come on, people. First of all, do you think this petition is really going to do anything at all? And then it's just ridiculous to begin with. So I don't even know how to react, honestly. It's just so silly. So the guy who put it up, actually, he's like, you know, I just... He wanted to create awareness of this or something, but he ended up taking it down a couple days later. I don't (laughs) know if it's one of those... Another one has returned in its place or not since then. Um, But I don't... I don't. I think it's some. It's just something you know where we say that again. Rotten Tomatoes is not a place that that judges the movie on how good it is. Okay, that's your own person. You find your own reviews. You get your own critics who you like and agree with you. You go with them because everyone has their own different taste. Rotten Tomatoes and their tomato meter are more of an enjoyability factor for someone who doesn't know what the movie may be. Or um, I would I would almost say more of it's more of a recommendation factor because mm-hmm. it's like on Rotten Tomato uh, the people that review the movie basically get a yes or a no like do you recommend this movie is it fresh or is it not so it's just going to show you the percentage of people that think it's fresh and is and it isn't so it's just like I could totally if I could th- look at a sample size of just a, of of a hundred people that went and saw that movie. I would totally get that maybe only like what what is it twenty eight percent? It's twenty six percent, so one in four. I, I could totally see that maybe only 25, 26 people in that lineup like really would recommend and enjoy that movie. So like I think sometimes people just get caught up in their fandom and it gets it just gets a little too harsh. Like one of my favorite and most enjoyable movies of the year, like not my number one, but I still had a lot of fun seeing the movie, what is was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. That's a thirty eight percent on Rotten Tomato now. I'm I have made total peace with that. I knew it wasn't gonna be fresh. I knew it wasn't gonna be in like the seventies or eighties or the sixties. I knew it was gonna be low, but I had a fun time seeing that movie. But I don't go around saying Rotten Tomato needs to be shut down. That's so dumb. People are just getting get so worked up. I mean, it I it I don't it's they just it, don't it, get it. it. <laughs> yeah, it feel it feels kind of like back in the day of like the console wars, you know? It feels like Apple versus Microsoft, Xbox versus PlayStation. You know, I I just feel like there's always going to be something out there for people to uh push back and forth about, you know? I feel like there's mm-hmm. no there's no solution. It's always going to be something. Yeah, it, it again right, again shutting down Rotten Tomatoes doesn't solve the problem that mm-hmm. this movie is again mediocre critics are still going to review it and if you don't like that critic find one you do like it's really it's a very simple solution here <laughs> mm-hmm. um but i mean i i mean i i don't think again on the tomato meter one out of four people would enjoy it i can see that um but mm-hmm. i don't know i mean uh 73 on the audience score right now out of ratings and that's Batman v Superman is actually, I think, lower, but it has almost four times as many user ratings. Yeah. So the first week, we just got to let it settle for a little bit. I mean, Nine Lives came out this weekend with Kevin Spacey <laughs> as a cat, right? It's yeah. sitting at 4% right now. 
I don't see anyone writing a petition, you know, Kevin Spacey fans writing a petition to shut it down. Yeah, and it, you know, sometimes I feel like um, people just think critics, like, aren't real people. I think when people imagine a critic, they get this older kind of stereotype in their head of, like, you know, uh, Ebert and Roper or Roger and Ebert or whatever combination. Roger and Ebert. That was (laughs) his name, Roger Ebert, but... Whatever uh, whatever combination you got going there. I think they're just thinking of just some stuffy old white guy uh, that's, you know, just with, like, like silver white hair and glasses, just, like, being a curmudgeon going to the theaters, like, I didn't like this movie. Like, that's not every critic out there now. Like, like the majority of critics that get traction out there are just like these are people uh, in front of the camera vlog style on YouTube. I mean, that's kind of where, like, when I want to see um, movie reviews, like, that's kind of usually where I go. I go to YouTube and I find people like, you know, Chris Stuckman, um, uh, Movie Bob, you know, people like that. So that's Chris kind of Dillard. where, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's kind of where you know I kind of get my uh, movie reviews from. Like I don't, I don't open up the newspaper and look for the movie column and look for the review of Suicide Squad. You know, these reviews come from a lot of different places. Um, so I think people need to realize that a lot of the critics out there that are attributing it this Rotten Tomato score are normal people too. They're they're fan of movies. So I think um, I think sometimes and, and you just need the- to come. And most of the people making this, these petitions stuff like that are already going to see the movie. This is for assist, pe- assistant for people who don't know if they're going to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, So, I mean, going against it's not going to solve your problem. They've already got your money. Yeah, so, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's silly and it's dumb and we're not a part of that system. We're not. <laughs> we're not. We go our own ways. Um, let's shift some gears and some news. We haven't talked news yet. Uh, we were in this show quite a bit here. So let's talk some news. Supergirl season two coming out mm-hmm. later this uh, year. You got the first image of the new Superman, Tyler Hecklin, uh, creating an iconic Superman moment uh, while filming there. Uh, and he doesn't look that bad in this photo, to be honest. Yeah, running yeah, down he, the street, he looks a little better. I, I trashed him, I think, a little bit last week because he just didn't really look like Superman to me from that photo. Uh, this huh? this is looking a little bit more like uh, a little better because, like you said, it's kind of it's more iconic for him. Uh, he still uh, he still he almost looks like TV buff. You know, I feel like when you when you get a movie made, your actor can just like just get ridiculously ripped because he know he's only, he know he's he has specific scenes where he's going to be showing up in front of camera. But this is like TV buff. He's just like I'm going to be in front of the camera for months doing like 23 episodes or whatever. He's like I got to be able to maintain this uh, buff body because mm-hmm. uh, like I'm always imagining kind of like Bruce Timm's like just like giant iconic Superman from the animated series or even um. Even uh, the Superman from the new movies is pretty buff, but I, I'm, I'm getting more on board with this. this. This seems to be a little bit more in context. Their their first official image was was kind of shit, to be honest. And the more <laughs> yeah. set photos I see, the more I'm like, okay, this guy looks all right. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. get behind him. So um, this iconic scene, I want to see how it plays out. Maybe maybe I'll watch Supergirl. Maybe I'll see how Superman fits in all this. Yeah. Uh, but a couple other things from filming. Uh, their Metropolis is a key city in in. Uh, the upcoming season, because that's mm-hmm. where Superman lives, of course, uh, and Supergirl will be there in Metropolis. Uh, but also something interesting: there are Luther Corp signs in some of the images, um, and and you can see is just is Luther. We we know it was called. Um, I forget what it's called in the movies. It's not Luther Corp. It's Lex Corp because his name's you know, Le- I, I'm not the Lex in front of the sign, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Luther Corp, I believe, is more from Smallville. Um, which is actually the the TV show from you know from the early two thousands, 
on mm-hmm. the CW. Uh, but um, I, I thought that the name change was interesting to, to see that. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I'll be curious if, like, uh, a Luther... I have a feeling if a Luther is going to show up in the CW universe, it'll be, like, a cousin or something. Like, Warner Brothers wouldn't let us bring in Lex or a brother or maybe invent a sister or something like that. We have to uh, we have to go with the, the second cousin who's got, like, a, a, a potato farm in, like, uh, Iowa or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, it's more, it looks like more of a family business with... with with this, um, I believe I, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, um, Katie McGrath, the actress, I have no idea who this is, is playing Lena Luther mm-hmm. uh, in this season, and, and, and that's uh, I would share the photos, but they don't. You, they look like generic generic actresses, so I'm like, you know what, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it is it is a sister of Lex Luther, so just to just to give that a heads up. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so that's that's fun. Supergirl looks like they're kind of pulling out all the stops on the CW. Like, I'm really surprised they didn't do that on the on, but it was on a bigger network, you know. Uh-huh. So, oh, oh well. Speaking of uh, the CW, uh, the Flash. Uh, we got updates that the Flashpoint universe will not last all of season three. Yeah, so, and I, so- I've kind of been uh, thinking that too, just in my head. Uh, like, there's no way they're going to let this go an entire season. Because if you think about it, like, every if you're familiar with Flashpoint, you know it affects everything. But you know kind of at the end of the day, when the story arc is over, things kind of go back to how they were for the most part. You know, they go back to normal. So I never thought that they were going to do an entire season and basically, quote-unquote, undo it in the last episode because then it's like that you know that season never really happened so i like i think you said the other week that you think it's going to go up until the winter break i think it's going to be possibly even shorter maybe like four episodes maybe maybe this maybe this is will tie into the supergirl crossover as well um Mm -hmm. the 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 flashpoint affecting all the other universes kind of like a crisis on infinite earth kind of storyline maybe i don't Mm -hmm. know we'll have to kind of play it by ear but i mean that's that's starting up pretty soon uh, in the next couple months i think we're two months away if not less from tv starting back up so yeah it's pretty funny you remember being a a little kid back in school elementary school like summer was your life you never wanted it to end and now i'm just like is summer over yet i really need the flash to come back on yeah it's definitely uh definitely it's definitely different i mean you get to watch your stranger things and preacher but like where's the regular and that's like i need need schedule like any any routine in my well, life. Well, you know, you know, Chris, when you get older, you're always hoping to be a little bit more regular. All right. That's why I eat Activia. <laughs> uh, but we, we're not sponsored by them either. <laughs> Speaking of fall TV shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. give us a season four synopsis here. There's a lot going on in this synopsis. It's yeah, like, it's like I'm looking at, a wall of, looking at a wall of text right here. <laughs> yes. So um, I'm, I don't think this will all be in the show notes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through it. Um, so we can kind of break it down. I'll do one paragraph at a time and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So in the aftermath of their journey to another planet, director Phil Coulson and the rest of the team were driven more than ever to put it into the Hydra organization. Little did they know they were up against the deadliest they've ever faced, Hive, uh, and they lost Lincoln and Grant along the way. That's pretty much the first. It's a recap, right? We, we yeah. know what happened. Mm-hmm. But here it starts to pick up and say in the second paragraph, in the light of the Sokovia Accords, that's mm-hmm. a Civil War reference, and with Hydra obliterated, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been legitimized again and no longer needs to operate in the shadows. That's good, I think. I think um, we haven't seen S.H.I.E.L.D. in the... Or, I guess, who knows if they'll come back in the movie, but they've been underground since, what, Civil War? Or not Civil War, uh, Winter uh, Soldier, right? Yep, since Winter Soldier. So, two seasons in the dark, and now they're back in the light. 
And since the world presumes Coulson is dead, the organization needs a new director to be the face of the organization. So that's why Coulson isn't the director anymore, because you know he's quote unquote dead. But I mean, Nick Fury always was the head of you know Shield, quote quote died in the comics. But whatever, I don't care. But he's teamed with Mac uh, in the show. We like Mac. He's got a mm-hmm. shotgun chainsaw, not a chainsaw, a shotgun axe for this season. Looks pretty sick. And are tasked with tracking down and confirming the presence of enhanced people, a.k.a. the Inhumans. Uh-huh. They've been trying to track down and capture Daisy, who has gone rogue in an attempt to atone for sins from the past. But with the world believing that Daisy's dangerous outlaw, who has taken down te- banks and bridges, the new director has no qualms with taking her down for good. So, going to be some, some family drama here. It's all about family. Sounds like uh, Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Agent May is tasked with training specialist strike teams, and Fitz and Simmons have taken a big step forward in their relationship. Wink, wink. Hint, hint. (laughs) But Simmons' new promotion is special advisor to the director in science and technology. Fitz, as well as her former team members, find it hard to confide in her trust of her since she's the director's confidant. So that's all great, but (laughs) where's my (laughs) ghostwriter? Well, that's the last. I've saved. I got to get through all this boring stuff, right? We've got new status quo in the show, but here we go. Robbie Reyes will roar into the lives of Agent Coulson and the team as a junkyard mechanic who can turn on the dime into a terrifying ghostwriter. Will Robbie be a friend or foe to Shield as well as the world itself? Meanwhile, Fitz discovers that socially awkward genius and friend Dr. Radcliffe has started putting the finishes touches on a new secret invention, the robot we saw at the end of Season 3. Yeah, the life so. uh, model decoys, right? Yeah, life model decoys. Uh, Ada as well, the the, the robot chick. We're going to have robots. We're going to have ghost riders. We're going to have inhumans. We're going to be at a, a new 10 p.m. time slot. They have everything to prove this season because I, like, I feel like no matter what, they're going to get, they got the full season order. We don't have to worry about a shortened season. They're getting all 23 episodes. I feel like this is the season they have to prove to ABC and Marvel that like we are going to last. We can get, you can get a couple more seasons out of this investment. Uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping all this works. Like I never thought of what I would have said this a couple seasons ago when the show was just kind of meandering, just like, but I feel like it's grown into something watchable. And I, I think that's the best, that's the best way I can put it. I, I was, I was looking forward to, to this every week towards the end of last season. So uh, they, they've, they've turned this uh, hater into a lover. So I think that's a, that's good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely. Uh, it, people who watched the first season probably fell off the boat and aren't coming back. But two and three, kind of balls to the wall. They just kind of kept uh-huh. giving us new stuff, and it, it looks like they're just going to keep throwing things at us because uh, once they detach themselves from the movies a little bit more, I think that's where they're really starting to grow. They're like we can do our se- what we want by ourselves uh, without trying to rely on the TV or the movie universe as well. Like we exist. But we don't have to reference them every time something happens. Do you think they're going to find some sort of crazy convoluted way to bring Ward back? Like, no, I think he's gone. Because, I mean, they're doing these life model decoys. You think they're going to bring them, bring back the actor in robot form? Like, okay, we, we killed you off. We brought you back as an alien host. Now we're going to bring you back as a robot. Uh, I, hopefully you can stay as, on as a robot. We like you. <laughs> I mean, if, if they did, I, it would it, be interesting because I think – he had to reinvent himself every six months on that show. 
because mm-hmm. he was part of the team and he was a Hydra agent and then he was a prisoner and then he was trying to start a new Hydra and then he was uh, got killed like I don't know man he was he was probably one of the best parts of that show by the end even if you didn't like him at the start so man now I'm hoping they bring him back as a robot because I think that would be hilarious yeah uh, <laughs> probably lose a lot of people right at the gate if they did that. <laughs> like all right um but who knows. That brings us to uh, one of the spinoffs from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that didn't happen. Uh, Marvel's mm-hmm. Most Wanted. Yeah. Um, ABC, the president said that the pilot wasn't as strong as other pilots brought to him this year. And that's understandable. Um, you know, I would rather them not make a mediocre show just to make one. And, you know, say, we don't need to do this. Let's be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then give us, you know, a, just a, a mediocre TV show. Because I think a lot of those happen. I mean, it wouldn't um, last, more than likely. I mean, yeah. if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is taking all the resources and it's kind of uh, getting a little wishy-washy, I don't think a mediocre show with some I I don't know where you've gotten this, this, this rumor that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s wishy-washy. Like, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's getting moved to 10 p.m. That's not a good sign. <laughs> well, we talked about that, but now that they've announced Ghost Rider, they can't put Ghost Rider on at a 9 o'clock time slot. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, we'll have to see how mature it gets. They're talking about flaming skulls and demons and hellfire? I I think it's getting moved to 10 p.m. for bad reasons, but they're doing everything they can in their power to make it, to make Uh, uh, lemonade out of lemons. And I think they're doing a good job. I'm on the other side that they moved it there because they knew they, like, we can use Ghost Rider, let's do it, let's just be more adult-oriented. But that's fine. Either way. We'll we'll have to see. Most Wanted can be shopped to other networks. That, is that that's what they're saying? Option. That's oh. what they said. ABC President, they don't have a qualm. If like if Marvel wanted to take it to another network, they could definitely do that. Hmm. Why would they do that? I have no idea. But I guess that kind of makes sense. Maybe Netflix, if they wanted to, or Amazon. Well, Amazon, wherever. Streaming services. But I don't think they will. I honestly think the show has a boot in it and is done. Yeah. And, and the I characters mean, can come back to S.H.I.E.L.D. if they want to now. I mean, if I see anything getting shopped around to another network, it's maybe uh, Agent Carter. I don't really see uh, Marvel's Most Wanted getting back off the ground. Yeah. And it would just be weird to have uh, something in the same continuity on another network. Mm-hmm. That would just be too weird. But, however, ABC President is also the rethinking this TV model. And this may be the first step in it um, that, you know... They may take a more Netflix approach to some of their TV shows. Um, yeah, may- going maybe. Forward. I mean, they're getting, they're really dialing into their Netflix model. I mean, they've improved so much. Now they want to put out three series every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shows are doing phenomenal on Netflix. It's, it's really some of the best superhero um, content Marvel has made has gone to Netflix, and I think the model uh, is working really well for them. I still kind of like. Um, something that I can see every single week, even if it is, you know, technically lower quality. Uh, so I hope something kind of stays on a week by week basis. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be. Well, what if they did two, two new, like maybe a Marvel anthology, anthology show where it's 13 episodes, one in the fall, one in the spring. And that's still 26 episodes, like a TV show. Yeah, that would be kind of cool too. Um, but I feel like. Uh, I I don't want them I don't want them to get fractured you know too much. Uh, I don't I don't want like okay they're gonna do Agents of Shield on ABC. They have one show over on NBC. They got something else over at TNT. Yeah, I feel like that's just uh well, well this, just this kind is, of this bizarre. Is, this is ABC saying this. Anything that comes out will be on ABC. So like it would still be on the same network. 
Oh, all right. It's not Marvel saying they're rethinking their TV model. It's ABC rethinking their Marvel TV model. No, because okay, I got gotcha. We have damage control possibly in the works still. There's um, a, a rumored Miss um, Marvel uh, Kamala Khan TV show in the works as well. Oh, I didn't um, know that. <laughs> it was it was that's a new rumor I read about. Like there's this guy working on a TV show for Marvel, and he has been for like a year, but like they didn't say what it was. Oh. Um, hmm. So there's a couple other things, but I don't know. We'll see what they do. Maybe it'll be good no matter what they do. I think. I think they're. They're learning that they can't just put out mediocre stuff for Marvel mm-hmm. anymore. So, I don't know. We'll play it by ear. We'll keep you informed on the TV shows. You like Star Wars, Mike? Man, who doesn't like Star Wars? Stupid people. That's it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, can, you cannot like Star Wars. We don't care. Uh, the ABC president, same as above, is ha- has been having talks with Lucasfilm to get a live-action series to TV for Star Wars. Man, because, I mean, TV's so hot right now. Uh, as some may say, everything's got to have a TV component. I feel just because that's you know that's where all the eyeballs are going. Like I just said, I spent I sunk eight hours of my life uh, into Stranger Things over the last two days, and uh, I, I'm sure every media empire is not uh, uh, turning their nose up at that. So I wonder. I'm kind of curious. Uh, where does this uh, uh, where does this TV series fit into the Star Wars universe? The- there's been other talks, or I guess not talks, but like um, back before Lucasfilm was sold to Disney, they'd written like 80 episodes of a live action TV series, like full scripts and everything, and mm-hmm. they just never made them. And maybe they're trying to maybe adapt those to to a network, like maybe that. Like, I don't know where it would fit either. Is it in the current universe? Is it like in a, a past universe? Like, I don't know. It it, it does leave a lot of questions open, mm-hmm. and if they could actually do it and do it well. Like I would hate to see bad Star Wars. Oh, yeah, no, no one wants to see bad Star Wars, especially since it's come back in such a positive, in such yeah. a positive way. We 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 we've already did that. We already put ourselves through through the the loop. So, um, Rogue One is the next Star Wars movie, as we know. Yeah. And yeah, this boy. is actually what we were talking about earlier. Mike saw a trailer, a teaser for a trailer. It was a it was a the An announcement. The, it was the uh, background music from the Rogue One trailer mixed in with some shots of the Olympics, which was kind of a uh, uh, weird to see. But yeah, they're basically just saying there's a new uh, Rogue One trailer coming Thursday. Uh, I think it's in the evening during some sort of Olympic event. So basically, NBC is just trying to let everybody know, like, hey, we got this trailer and we got the Olympics. We're putting them together. You don't want to miss Thursday night here. So. Um, I have a feeling it's probably going to be something along the lines of what you maybe sent to me from Star Wars Celebration. You had okay. like some, you had some cam footage that you sent my way, and I was like, no, I can't. This is too bad. I'm going to wait until I see something uh, official. Yeah, well, there's no other way to make sure the whole world's watching you than release it during the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I imagine we're going to get our first look, first look at Darth Vader for the first time in this day. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll see something there. So we'll be talking about that next week for sure. Yes, definitely. And if you want to watch it live, it'll probably be on the internet Friday or Thursday night, and I'm sure we'll share it on our mm-hmm. you know Facebook and stuff, but we'll definitely break it down for you next week. So Yeah, and I, I, I have no idea if it's just going to be like a... Because technically if they said new trailer here, like is that just going to be a TV spot? I think the longest trailer I've ever seen on TV was at most like a minute, like 58 seconds. So I don't even know if this is a full-fledged trailer or not, but maybe they'll be like, see the whole thing at, you know youtube.com slash star wars i don't know we'll have we'll have something to see and talk about next week yeah yeah um i mean it makes me think back to the um 
I guess the Super Bowl spots. Yeah. Uh, whenever Avengers did theirs, they had like their first trailer was during the the Super Bowl spot. Yeah. And it was actually so, pretty good for a minute. So mm-hmm. we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so that brings us to some Marvel movie news. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my Doctor Strange San Diego Comic Con pop in the mail <laughs> this week. Um, apparently they were those were shipped to other stores locally, like GameStop and Barnes and Noble and stuff. So I technically didn't have to order it off eBay, but I did anyway. <laughs> it looks pretty chill. But we got some new images from Doctor Strange. Uh, one of them shows him casting magic. Uh, it looks like a little green magic, but the eye of Agamotto glowing green right out of his chest, kind of like a little spotlight there. Mm-hmm. Um, big, big fan theory is the eye of Agamotto is the time gem oh, for, maybe. For, for the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. We don't know uh, which one it is, um, or if it even is one, but we're pretty sure it is. Because even in the trailer, there's a little scene where everything's getting going backwards in time mm-hmm. and being put back together. Oh. So, um Definitely, definitely interesting. I'm gonna, we're gonna play that one by ear. Really excited to see what that is. But this picture looks cool. I like it. Uh, and lastly, another image of the dimensions. The cities are folding in on each other here, and it looks like like you're looking through a kaleidoscope, I guess, of New York City. Mm-hmm. But it's trippy as hell. Yeah, I got to see the uh, the new, uh, or I guess the second Doctor Strange trailer in front of Suicide Squad yesterday on the big screen, and that was really cool. And since we had more of these effects in that trailer, uh, that was really that was really impressive to see on the big screen. So no, November fourth can't come fast enough. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And um, as you can look closely there, about uh, I guess the middle of it is the Avengers Tower there. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Avengers Tower is big there, and it looks. This might be something I don't know how these are folding in, and no one's noticing the city folding in on itself. Maybe it's multiple dimensions of New York folding in on itself. I don't know how this is going to work out, and it really has me even more curious as to why all these effects look the way they do and what's going on. So I'm mm-hmm. really, really excited to see get some answers out of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Followed up with that next spring, we have. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and we have our better look at Yondu from the film with his brand new fin. Man, we're really getting a we're really getting a lot of Yondu. <laughs> yeah, um, we haven't seen um, any of uh, Ego, the Living Planet, or um, no Mantis live action shots either. But they're definitely showing up. Hey, Yondu has a fin, guys. We're listening to you. Um, <laughs> it's a black and white photo and some profile shot and. That's really about it. It's it's Yondu. It's Michael Rooker. We we know what we're gonna get with him. Yeah, him well, and uh, James Gunn are, are they've they've been friends for a while. So I think anytime he gets a chance to uh, to show off Yondu, it, he's just like, yeah, this will be fun. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we want to show something off. What can we show this early? And they're like, not the Guardians. Find something else. <laughs> yeah, so, get Yondu out here. Put that Yondu. fin on his head. That's right. Watch him be in the minute, movie like three minutes. Um, but no, I mean, he's a big part of it. Later next year, Thor Ragnarok, probably one of our most anticipated movies of the year, surprisingly, next year. And that's that's a, that's a year with Guardians 2 and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, new photos uh, from the set show uh, what appears to be the Hulk, a, a reference for the Hulk and Mark Ruffalo uh, on an Asgard set. Yeah, it looks like he's what, taking a taking a nap down there <laughs> yeah so this is like it may be a hulk out scene is probably what i'm guessing um mark ruffalo or he's either turning from the hulk into ruffalo or ruffalo's getting ready to hulk out 
um, um, in Asgard or or wherever this place may be. It looks very Asgardian architecture. From, from yeah, the we got like a like a gondola type of boat, uh, some Asgardian architecture. Um, it's definitely it's a built set. That's for sure. I yeah. see like unfinished stuff in the background. So this uh, is yeah, this is a huge set they built. I think out in Australia for this. So or or New Zealand, one of those two areas. And they've built like almost what looks like a whole Asgardian city, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can take a look at that. Uh, fun fact, maybe maybe not. Mark Ruffalo has wrapped his production on the film in person. Ooh. I, so, I think that's not surprising. <laughs> I don't think it's not a Hulk movie, so therefore I don't think we're gonna get a lot of him. But Thor teaming up with the Hulk means the Hulk needs to be his CGI form. So, yeah, exactly. Um, the Hulk comes to life in the in the computer. Yes, it does, and and they make him look better every time he shows up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that much better. So the Hulk's mostly CGI. Really looking forward to that. And lastly, this thing image just popped up right before we started recording. Uh, a Quinjet uh, that Hulk, you know, flew away on at the end of Age of Ultron. Hashtag spoilers um, <laughs> is being built, and it's on some sort of like wooden platform set. So I don't yeah. know. Well, uh, hashtag spoilers doesn't work after you have said the spoiler. Oh man! But yeah, I think we, I think you have to infer that has to be his Quinjet, just because we're talking like I think we've had reports that this movie like doesn't take place at all, like on Earth, or if it does, it's just very briefly. So there's really no reason for them to build a Quinjet. So it makes sense that that's the one that he flew off in. So. Mm. I and think Thor we were, didn't use one. He used the Rainbow Bridge to. Yeah, to I think away. I think we were toying around with the idea earlier before we started recording that maybe he flies from some sort of portal. Somehow this uh, this Quinjet gets mixed up in some in some business and lands up in Asgard. Yeah, I I, I feel like maybe uh I would put my money on Loki. You know, he's always somebody trying to pull the strings. He got his ass handed to him by the Hulk, so maybe he's like, oh, if I can control the Hulk. I can really be uh, the most powerful person uh, in the universe. So maybe he's like, oh, I'll bring the Hulk over here, control his mind, beat up my brother, and everything will be good. And something tells me it doesn't work out for him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go the other way. Say the Grandmaster is picking like the, the universe's strongest beings to fight in the arena. And the Hulk is one of those. And he kind of picks him out of the space or whatever. Or yeah, pulls actually- him to where he is. I like that idea too. So maybe uh, Thor doesn't realize he's there until he uh-huh. until Thor gets thrown into the ring and then the Hulk busts out. Yeah, and then like this is kind of maybe a flashback scene of you know Thor's like, "How did you get here, Banner? Like, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be on Earth. Where are you?" Mm-hmm. And this is like the flashback, like, "Oh, the Grandmaster caught me," kind of thing. Either way, I want my own Quinjet. Yeah, um, I'll, at we, the very least, I'll settle. I'll settle for the Lego set. How about I'll get you a Quentin Jet? Because we have a friend of the podcast named Quentin. Close enough, I guess. Yeah, well, he'll do. He'll do. He likes to ride bicycles. Um, that's the Marvel news. That's the big movie news. We're going to switch into some TV and other smaller news here to, to wrap up the show. Because we're also doing a spoiler cast after this guy. So don't forget to lose that. But Power is season two. The show's been canceled after the second season. So we won't get yeah. season three. Yeah, I mean, I guess we won't have to worry about uh, catching up with the show, uh, keeping up with the Joneses, if you will. I think you and me still, I think you maybe watched more than me. I only ever caught that first episode. I watched like seven or eight of the first one, but they're so hard to get if you don't have a PlayStation account. Like, mm-hmm. I was not about to go get a PlayStation account and, and or buy them off the PlayStation store because I didn't think it was that good. It was good, but it wasn't that good. So, um yeah, I'm sad to see it's ending after season two, but it was a fun experiment. 
And yeah, I think it. I think it was just. It's like you said. I think it was hard to acquire. You know, obviously you could get it official means outside of the PlayStation console, but I think that's kind of how they always envisioned it. It's like, oh, if as long as we can get like you know a certain percentage of our PlayStation uh, players watching this on their consoles, the show will be a success. But then you know they have to have the console. You know, you're you're also battling against the time that they could be playing a video game at the same time. Or, so or even Netflix and other things are already subscribed to. Yeah, exactly. So, like you, I'll agree with you. Like you said, it was a fun experiment. Maybe we're just looking at something that was just uh, uh, too uh, ahead of the curve. You know, maybe this will be something really, really normal in in a couple years. And Powers just uh, tried its best. Uh, I mean, if you watch seven episodes, uh, it seemed like you were engaged mm-hmm. in the in the content. I mean, it was definitely a quality show. I I think it definitely would have done better in a different uh, network platform. I agree. I think I think uh, any other anywhere but the PlayStation Network, honestly, probably would have been better for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'll probably maybe catch the second season uh, whenever I can get like a, a nice pack. Finish the first, watch the second. No, uh, it would be a no, it would be a cool place to put it. Uh, uh, a streaming service, a paid streaming service that really needs like some killer content right now. That's something crackle. that's just mo- uh, <laughs> no. I was gonna say YouTube Red. Like YouTube okay. Red is is pushing like kind of all of these like 10 uh 12 minute like comedy premium things uh like you know college humor is doing stuff there's other big YouTubers doing YouTube Red stuff but like I feel like they need like some sort of like like solid like ter- more like traditional like 22 minute 30 minute show maybe Powers could do well over on YouTube Red I don't know Yeah maybe we'll see I mean I the comic still comes out. There's a lot of content there. Maybe it get, the third season gets picked up by somebody else. Um, I could definitely see it being an Amazon show, um, but I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to play it by ear. Everybody wants some of them comic book shows on their networks, Mike. Everybody wants mm-hmm. some of that comic book money. That's right. And Powers was a is an easy one, so we'll we'll definitely play that one by ear and see what happens there. Let, let's put them on the superhero slate network. They'll pop up. They'll pop up in your feed. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we we cannot pay them. But but we will we will definitely tell you about them on the Superhero <laughs> Slate Network. Oh, man. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them hasn't even come out yet. But the second movie already has a release date. Oh, wow. And it's on my birthday, November 16th. Well, now I can steal your idea. <laughs> Great. So November 16th, 2018, to celebrate Mike's birthday, I will be going on the 17th probably because I'm not going on a Friday um, to watch this movie. And... Again, probably bring our wives back to talk about Harry Potter for, for the second movie. Because <laughs> I, I foresee a sticking around through 2018, Mike. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm crossing my fingers, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no one can really fire us, so I think we're doing okay. You know, I think it... I uh, I think it makes sense that they're doing a sequel for sure. I'm kind of more curious if it's going to be a Fantastic Beasts movie. I was always expecting more kind of Harry Potter cuz you don't you don't kind of refresh uh the Harry Potter um um cash flow with only one movie. You're you're going to get at least uh, four or five out of them I think. So, I'll be curious if they add a two on to it or maybe they call it something else. Uh, well, like Beetle it, Bard or something like that. It, it is a direct sequel to Fantastic Beasts, so mm-hmm. it's not going to be something else. It's going to be a direct sequel to this with the same fan, cast. Fa- Fantastic Beasts and how to cook them. It's all going to be about a barbecue cook-off and cook these animals. Wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> like, 
I, I'd be on that. I don't know. I don't know what they could go. Like, I mean, this one's set in the past, and I, I don't know. I don't know where... I, I, we haven't even seen the first one. We don't know where it's going to go, let alone my, a second one. All I can say is my wife, My wife, she's hyped. When we when we see the trailer, it, it, like, we see this trailer in front of just about every movie we saw this summer, and every time she's just, like, grabbing my hand, like, wiggling up and down. She, she really wants to see this movie. We actually found out, unfortunately, um, the... We got to find a way to maybe see it a couple days early, uh, or we're gonna have to wait to watch it because we're we're planning a an out of the country vacation roughly around that time this year. So she might be driving herself crazy. Not watch it out of the country. Movie. That'd be interesting. You watch Harry Potter in another country. Ooh, that might be cool. That might that might have to be something we do. <laughs> because I remember I was in vacation in Hawaii with my family when Spider Man came out, the first one. Um, you know, Hawaii is not in another country. Right? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> you don't go on a vacation to watch a movie in a theater is what I'm trying to say here. Chris um, Dillard does, though. It, I definitely did. My dad still <laughs> reminds me about this. And he's like, we went all that way to watch Spider-Man. And I'm like, it's well. Like, don't, don't you understand what kind of person your son is? <laughs> yeah, this is a very ind- good indication of what's going to be happening in about 15 to 20 years. Uh, <laughs> but the, the I think the thing is with it, though, is um, – it's the first time I ever sat in stadium theater, a stadium theater seating before. Ooh, and you were on, so it was like double vacation for you. Yeah, I, I, it definitely ruined every future movie going experience after that until I was able to go to college to a big <laughs> theater. So, um, Fantastic Beasts, where to find them? The first one's coming out. We're gonna do a spoiler cast. I'm gonna call it now. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Whether our wives are there to talk about it or not is up to them. Still, I'm sure they will. Uh, did they, did your wife buy the new book this week? She uh, well, when the book came out, it was uh, we were in Vegas last weekend, so she didn't okay. get a chance to go to it. Uh, so uh, surprisingly, she does not own a copy of the book yet. But like every like every day, she's like, we gotta go to a bookstore today. We gotta go to a bookstore today. We gotta go to a bookstore. Today. So we gotta manage. The, we gotta get ourselves to a bookstore. <laughs> I, I'm really surprised she didn't order it on Amazon because that's what my wife did. And well, it didn't uh, come out on release day, but she, when she got it, she had it done before the night was over. Yeah, so. well, she, uh, my wife is a bit of an old soul, you know. She she shuns the the idea of any sort of digital book. So no, I think no, she, no, phys- I, a physical no, book from Amazon. Yeah, but I'm saying I think she likes the idea of going into a bookstore mm. and like picking the copy off the shelf or off the table. So I think she's that's kind of ingrained into her uh, her her primal gotcha. animal brain. Well, that's okay. She has to claim it as her own. Just don't let her pee on it in the store. Wait till she gets home for that. Yeah. Uh, Transformers 5, The Last Night. Um, we got a first look at Hot Rod, um, who was in the cartoon movie, I believe, and became the character Rodimus Prime. Uh, <laughs> right, so we, okay. we, yeah, he, he, he takes over when Optimus dies or something like that. Um, so he looks like a regular Transformer, to be honest yeah, he, with you. He, yeah, he honestly looks pretty generic. He kind of looks like more, he looks a little bit like Bumblebee's kind of design. Yeah, he it, looks with, with like Optimus Prime colors. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm not too and, impressed by Hot Rod. No, but now we also get to look at the new bot Squeaks, <laughs> who is a little moped looking. Yeah, I love this thing. It's so cool. He's got so, like he's got like a little peg leg. <laughs> he's got a peg leg. So we know Michael Bay likes to give into the racial stereotypes of of the characters and where they're from. Is he gonna talk like a pirate? <laughs> he is actually, I think, British. So. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So I don't know if he'll talk like a pirate, but his hands. Are the handlebars? <laughs> this like, is like the most useless transformer I've ever seen. He can't grasp. He can't even grasp things. <laughs> he's three foot tall, three and a half feet tall. He's got a peg leg, and I only see one wheel. But like, 
I don't I don't know. Oh oh, if you look closely, it says "Clean Me" on his helmet on the back. <laughs> it's pretty funny because this yeah. is uh this doesn't look like a typical transformer because mm-hmm. it like most transformers it's kind of more like you're turning a car inside out and like all of the robot is hidden on the inside. This is more like an art project. It looks like someone took a Vespa yeah. and just cut it up, up and like, okay, what looks like eyes? Oh, headlights look like eyes. Let's put those there. Oh, what looks like the mouth? Oh, maybe this little uh, emblem looks like the mouth. So this is kind of more of a unique looking transformer, but I just think he looks like funny. He looks kind of like stupid. So I kind of like yeah. it. <laughs> I kind of, I want to see his personality. Like I think his personality is going to be entertaining in this movie. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll keep our eyes open for that. Lastly, mark that Mark that as the first positive thing we've said about a Transformers <laughs> movie. <laughs> in a very, very long time. Uh, on the last bit of note here, another movie franchise that just won't die is Resident Evil. And the last chapter. And then we have a video. It's the first teaser. It premiered. Uh, it's actually nothing. There's like this little teaser saying that the trailer is coming out August 9th. Yeah, it looks like something that they probably put up on their Instagram because it's just a square. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a square and it's 15 seconds long. Exactly the, the, the length of a an Instagram video. Uh, but the world premiere teaser trailer, I'm sorry, not just regular teaser trailer, is August 9th. So we have a whole month. All right, no, two days. I'm, I'm in the wrong month. We have two days to see the full teaser trailer. We'll and I have uh, a lifetime to not watch all mm-hmm. of those movies. If this supposedly knocked on wood is the last one, I will watch it just to say I've seen them all and <laughs> is done Comple- with. It's that completionist uh, part of your brain. <laughs> I will get an achievement unlocked for watching all these. I'm we all have sure. we all have quirky parts of our brains, and yours is the completionist. It is very much so. So um, yeah, we'll talk probably more about that a little bit next week, but don't don't expect to get as much of a reaction like the rogue one trailer out of us so okay this is it we're done mike an hour. <laughs> what a, what a way to wrap that's it we're done <laughs> well i'm thinking i'm like okay we're done i'm like wait no we're not we have a spoiler cast to record for that's suicide right. squad where we get to break down what we like and what we didn't like about the movie next up but in the meantime if people want to you know see uh see some of your comics uh, i hear one of your old comics finally made it into pokemon go one of the new pokemons <laughs> uh where can they find that stuff at well more importantly i think if people want to hear me uh gloat about the aerodactyl i caught yesterday that's right oh, i got an no. aerodactyl and you don't uh you can follow oh, me at ouch. you can follow me at mike Royer design on twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. But sadly, the Aerodactyl was only like 215 CP, so it's just like it's not even. Do you like I sent you that screenshot of Aerodactyl yesterday? Did you notice how I, I scrolled down a little bit so you couldn't I see couldn't, CP? I couldn't tell what level it was. And I'm <laughs> I like, was just like, I want to gloat, but I don't want to give him anything to fire back with. So I was like, I'll scroll past that 215 there so he doesn't have to see that. But I still look, got it. As long as you have it, that's what matters. The completionist in me doesn't care what level it is, Mike. We just talked about this yeah as well if you pe- have it if uh if our fans want to know what's the last thing that you've completed with your uh primitive animal animal brain uh where can they follow you chris <laughs> you're just mean today mike primitive <laughs> animal brain you can hey, find my, me <laughs> my, you you can you can throw it back i'm i know i got those weird quirks you just don't bring them Man, up. i i don't i i well now i know your birthday mike i'm gonna remember that one <laughs> not gonna forget your birthday now oh, man. Show I, remember, I know your birthday now but you just wait i'm gonna get you a present <laughs> yeah oh you surprise shit out of you <laughs> but if you want to follow me on twitter it's valdan v-a-l-d-a-n um i believe um this weekend i went on a pokemon hunt friday as well and there's a a, a meme that says you don't get to 
over 600 Pokemon without making a few enemies in front of this guy, and the guy looks just like me. So all my friends were giving me shit, so that'll be on there. Or a comic UI where we, we write news, and I'll be having the Suicide Squad written review probably up um, before the end of this Sunday. So it'll be up Monday for everyone to read. In the meantime, Mike, we're not only here wherever people may be listening to us. We're all over the place. Where can people find us at? Ooh, great question. As always, I say this at the end of every episode, you can visit us, uh, visit us at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place you can find all the avenues that we post the show. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us and get us right in your email inbox, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, if any place you listen to the show has a little review box, they have little stars that you can fill in and click on, click on those stars, leave us a review. That's super helpful. Helps us uh, get in front of some uh, fresh faces. And if you're a super fan of the show, the best thing you can do is just share the show with a friend spread the love of superhero slate and we will be here every week that is under our control we are always here we are always infecting you every week <laughs> yes that's right we uh, we're, we're everywhere um and we're like glitter we're really the glitter of podcasts uh, <laughs> we're everywhere on the internet and you can't really get rid of us so we're sorry not sorry well, yeah Hashtag right, well. <laughs> oh, wait. i did it at the end of the episode didn't oh all right well <laughs> goodbye everybody and go watch stranger things yes go watch see it. you next week Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. We always have fun, Mike. That's what the show's about. <laughs>